Cathy, I've got, I've got an interesting question for you. So, I was talking to one of the grads yesterday who said that they were dreaming of retiring at 30 and now they're only 21. Um, and I thought it was dead cute. Oh, I wish I was young again and had like ridiculous dreams. <laughs> um, dreams. But then it's actually quite an interesting concept. I'll have a look. Um, so, I was looking into it and I've read some blogs and it just makes me really angry. So, there are, a, there are a lot of blogs of people retiring at 30 and it's generally a bit of creative marketing. It's just, oh, I only got a small inheritance of £3 million. Or it's a bit like the Trump story of, <laughs> Um, you know, I only had a small business loan of a million pounds from my father. So practically self-made. Yeah, completely self-made. It's just, it makes me so angry. I feel like we need to do some sort of podcast or something like that to put the world to rights and crush some dreams. <laughs> <laughs> to break some hearts. But yeah. But then I thought, I wonder if it's possible. And if I know anybody who likes to do maths and make impossible things possible, it's you. So is there a practical way of retiring at 30 or is it all just absolute bollocks? To dissect on many points, mm -hmm. I would say yes to a podcast, which is unusual because I don't really like podcasts. No, but that does, it does I really like thought that was going to be my first issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easing you in because the second issue is I don't know if I agree. I don't, I don't know which blogs you've read and I can imagine there's just a lot of marketing around it and glossing over some of the cold hard facts of it. But I don't know that it's necessarily impossible not sat and done mm. the numbers personally and as you say I'm unfortunately too old to personally retire at 30 but I wouldn't like to immediately say that something's impossible. It's impossible for a normal person with a normal job to retire at 30. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the wine. <laughs> you bring the calculator. Person called Steve. Steve. Okay, so if he's we going straight into work at 18. At 18. So until he's 30. Oh, my first ever holiday was an 18 to 30. I bet it was. And interestingly, the actual age range was 17 to 35, but it didn't come across as well in marketing. But it meant that I was 17 and could go. Yeah, hanging out with creepy 35 year old men. Oh. <laughs> Side note. So, how many years of. So Steve's got, got 12 years. Um, 12 years a slave to his finances. Before 55 years of freedom. So, you know. Oh, oh, so when's he dying? Have you already decided when he's dying? 85. Is he? Yeah. I wonder if I should make him die younger, make it a bit easier. 31. <laughs> yeah, he could definitely retire right. at 30. You're looking a bit cooly. <laughs> Steve needs income from 30 to 85. Why don't we just do 30 to 80? Okay. Give it a, a straight 50 years. What do you think is a reasonable level of income to retire on uh, as a percentage because typically and this is slightly different because we're looking at the unusual situation of retiring at 30 typically when you get to traditional retirement age you've paid off your mortgage and you stop working so your travel costs reduce people tend to go from two cars to one car so whatever was the percentage whatever was the earnings that they had at the point that they retired you can normally strip that down quite substantially but it's then this so is so ridiculous depend, isn't it Retirement yeah because yeah because actually he probably will still have a property and that is the difference whereas mm -hmm. he won't but anyway we'll figure him out so we think around 50 percent of whatever he was earning at 30. so let's say at 30 he's on 40 grand so he now needs 20 grand a year for the next 50 years right that's maths it's going to be a million isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> put my calculator down before we even think about inflation because we're talking in today's terms we are indeed 
Jude's pocket money, he's 15 now, is £20 a fortnight. <laughs> he gets paid fortnightly, I don't know why. <laughs> but it used to be, it used to be £10 a month, and then now it's gone up to £40 a month. Jeez. And I don't really know what's happened. I don't know how <gasps> that's happened. Let me get you the Freddo index. So the whole inflation thing, the thing with Freddos was, what would you, like, what do you still think of as a Freddo? 10 pence. 10 pence, like, absolutely, 10 pence. Did you know they're not 30 pence? <laughs> 30. If a Freddo had gone up with inflation, it would be 15 pence now. Right. So, oh. But it's gone up by, it's 30 pence now. So, you know, clearly Cadbury's are just having our eyes out. But even then, if you think 15 pence, and that was from 2005, that's still a 50% increase. Something's mm. 50% more expensive purely by inflation and people you know when you say like oh petrol used to be 80p a litre or whatever it was you know clearly Cadbury's are making a cut as well and um, but it is just generally the fact of inflation I don't know how Jude gets his measures quadrupling <laughs> it yeah. he just does this thing where he says that I'm a parent and I have to give him stuff mm, but yes there's also shrinkflation though so things are getting smaller for the amount of money yes. that you're paying for it yeah the cost is only part of the story I although think. interestingly not Freddo's I bet you they have shrunk well they were 17 grams then they mm. grew grew to 20 grams but then they shrunk back to 18 grams so oh, they're so actually they're still, still a bit yeah. larger yeah so if he needs twenty thousand pound a year now to live on if he continued to spend you know if he was just a bit anal and bought the exact same items and ate the same meals every day for the rest of his life and nothing else changed that twenty thousand pound a year would need to be fifty thousand pound a year in 30 40 years time mm -hmm. because inflation would just mean you need to earn more to stay exactly the same. Yeah, if he's given himself 15 pence a day for a Freddo, yeah. it's now 30 pence. Exactly. You yeah. can only have half a Freddo. Half, yeah, and you know, he'll go hungry, so he mm. needs double the income. If I pop this into a spreadsheet, that 20,000 increases by 2%, which is the target inflation for UK. So the first year of his retirement, he'll need 20,000 mm pounds. -hmm. The second year, he'll need 20,400. Um, the 10th year, he'll need 23,900. And then I'm just going to drag that on my spreadsheet. So by the 50th year, he'll need 52,700. Do you know earlier when you said 20,000 will become 50? That was so, so ballpark. I'm in <laughs> awe of your nerdiness. So if we then add them up as to what that means as a lump sum, so it's 1.7 million. Mm -hmm. So for Steve to work from 18 to 30, He's on 40 grand a year by the time he retires at 30, so he needs 20 grand a year thereafter to live on. Mm -hmm. um, so by 30, he needs to have built up a pot of 1.7 million. What he would have to do potentially would be move mm. back in with his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which isn't ideal. It's yeah. all right retiring, but if you get grounded every other weekend. <laughs> I'm a self so millionaire so at 30, but also I'm grounded. My <laughs> mum's took my telly off me. <laughs> But I have to be in by nine. I know I've got all of the money to go to the casino, but I must be in by nine. It's my bedtime. Yeah. If he saved, saved all of his salary, which mm -hmm. we know is nigh impossible, yeah. even if he saved 90% of it, mm -hmm. it's not enough. Mm -hmm. So in addition to being at home with his parents and running the risk of getting grounded and not getting to go on holiday, he probably needs to... drink coffee. Or drink coffee. He literally drinks water and eats super noodles. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's just impossible. There's no quick fix for things. Um, Mr Ponzi. Oh, I bet they are Ponzi's. I bet those blogs. Because that's it. If the blog is saying, um, I retired at 30, well, why are you still sat writing blogs? Why are you selling a book off the back of your blogs? That's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, haven't there's got clearly an extra money, yeah. level of um, truth behind it. Cheeky pyramid scheme. <laughs> Thank you.
I don't think it's that you think it's wrong, mm -hmm. retiring at 30. I think it's that the stuff people are saying is wrong. Yeah. So if there's articles alongside that, which is invest in this biofuel plant in Argentina yeah. for 15% a year, that makes you cross because you've seen clients go into that stuff, yeah. believing they're getting something and literally yeah. getting ripped off. But what I don't like is that I've made, you know, my millions by investing everything in this weird Bitcoin on this yeah. dark web or on this really obscure offshore investment. And I've seen people get hurt with that before. I've seen people lose their money, old people who've lost their retirement funds. And I think this kind of thing really sell something that isn't a real it's a thing. Dangerous side to financial it's a services, very isn't dangerous it? Because the side, good yeah. side of financial services is maybe you can retire at thirty. Maybe mm -hmm. that's genuinely possible. Yeah. I agree. We need to we need to bust that. We need to bust some myths. Bust some myths. Okay, so let's deal with some of the nonsense headlines that are out there. Let's try and dispel some of the bullshit that's being peddled to people. Um, but actually, let's see if you can retire at 30, because I still think there's a possibility. And without doing crazy pyramid-type schemes, it might still be a possibility if you plan well enough. Not a <laughs> chance in France with <laughs> dancing pants. <laughs>
that you'd but have to fill. But if you assume that I'd you... I'd nap half of them. Yeah, you would nap at least 10%. Okay, so between sleep and nap, I would do half. <laughs> 12, 12 hours a day, I could easily fill with sleeping and napping. Right, so what would you do with the other 12 hours a day? Well, that's it, so I'd still have another... 240. 200... <laughs> just timesed it. Yeah, another 240,000 hours to film. Right, I so. would go back to work. I would genuinely go back to work. There was a, a Stephen Hawkins quote, which I loved, which was, never give up work. Work gives you meaning and purpose and life is empty without it. It depends what you mean by work. It so does him, depend what you mean by work. His, his was a passion and he was all yeah. into the coming up with ideas and writing books and things. Mm -hmm. And to some people that wouldn't be work. Yeah. So it's all right yeah. him saying, oh, you know, work gives you purpose. He's not spending 20 hours a day in a factory on an assembly line or a little kid making trainers. It's a different kind of work, isn't it, essentially? It is, yeah, but I think that's the point, isn't it? Some people's perception is your only choice is to work, and it's miserable, and do that until the point that you can retire, and why people are wanting to raise to retire. But actually, maybe it's a mindset change, so instead of thinking, I want to retire, it's thinking, I want to have purpose in life, and I want fulfilment. A lot of advisors that we've worked with have talked about when they've helped like, the previous generation done the typical retiring at 60 or 65 because that's what they thought. They've had a 40-year career. The wife has stayed at home with the kids or maybe had a part-time job. The husband's worked full-time. He's retired. And they've gone, this is great. We'll have a little retirement party. We'll go on a cruise. And a year later, they end up splitting up and getting divorced because they've never spent that much time yeah. together. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, not only have they got all this time with each other, but they haven't got anything to focus it on. Yep. Nobody's going anywhere and doing anything. In Japanese culture, mm. they have a rebirthing ceremony yeah. at age 60, because in 60 years, you go through all of the signs of the zodiac. So at 60, instead of retirement, which like we've said before, means it's got a negative connotations around the word, they have a rebirthing ceremony and they start their lives again. Yeah. And it's a really positive thing. And I don't think we have that kind of positive affirmation for retirement. And People do the... work hard and think, oh, I'm, I can't wait to retire. I can't yeah. wait to retire. But never think, actually, what does that look like? As long as you're healthy, why do you need to stop technically working? Well, that's it. So that benchmark, that comes from the state pension, doesn't it? So that's people have always thought. I was going to ask you, actually, why is it? All... I know 65 was the, you know, the state pension age. But I wonder at what point somebody else decided that this is the age that people are going to retire. It didn't even used to be called the state pension, didn't it? It used to be called the old age, old age pension, <laughs> yeah. which for 65, but I presume back when they would use terms like that, 65 was considered old age. Yeah, everyone just died really measles. Now. People are just, yeah, just getting started, I think. Like people oh, in definitely. The 50s and 60s. Well, I remember years ago people saying, oh, you know, 40's the new 30, and now I just hear 80's the new 70. Like, it's just <laughs> everybody's getting older and more raucous. You know, every year when I watch the London Marathon, there's always some guy who's in his 80s who's run it, and I think... I couldn't do that. There was one recently that was, he was over 100, so he might have been like 102, and he'd done a marathon, but he'd only taken up running when he was 100. <laughs> Can you imagine Amazing. that? Like, it's not like Can he's I even gone through it. it. <laughs> Can't jog a memory. Well, you know, see you in 50 years' time when you reach 100. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we decide to talk about retirement? <laughs> When people think about work and how that negative perception around it, it's because it's not the lifestyle that they want. You know, it's a sunny afternoon and they want to go and sit in a beer garden and they can't just sat in an office with Steve stealing their tea bags <laughs> or whatever happens. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really, really hot, but there's somebody who's really cold next to you and they've got a heater on. Yes, yeah, every office. Every, every office. <laughs> um, yeah, and exactly that. And you love it going home on a night and it's great and it's all cosy and... 
you can do what you want and it's your own palace and you just want to do that all the time. You think, how amazing would it be to win the lottery and, you know, have my own time all the time. And But yeah, if, if what you're thinking is I want to retire because I'm a working mum and I don't get to see my kids and I hate that all I do is, you know, drop them off at nursery in the morning and pick them up on the night and put them straight to bed. But that doesn't mean you need to do that until you're 60, by which point your kids have grown up and you feel like you've missed it anyway. Like maybe it's a reframe as to how you could get that financial independence or flexibility mm -hmm. how you can actually just build other things that you can do in your life where you can take a bit of control make some decisions that mean even if it's just a friday afternoon now you can spend with your kids mm -hmm. that you couldn't do before or in the beer garden or in the beer garden with your uh, kids and it's also why is a retirement a be all and end all why exactly. do you have to work 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 stop retire why not take a five-year secondment why not think, actually, do you know what, I'm going to take a, you know, mini retirements aren't a thing, and I think they should be. I think people and should you say... you sabbatical. Yeah, sabbatical. What did I say? It's comment. Which just means go and do some more work. <laughs> um, you could take, you know, five years off and go and travel the world and actually speak, learn to speak Italian and yeah. be a hippie or whatever you want to do, and then think, actually, yeah, I've saved up and saved up and saved up, taken five years off, I'll go back into the same sector, it might not be the exact same job, it might be a different job, I might retrain, I might do something else. It's So maybe yeah. instead of the headline being how I retired at 30, it's um, how I was able to take a five-year sabbatical at 30, and mm -hmm. that would just be maybe more achievable and a bit more aspirational. Yeah, and we laugh at you all the time because you go away for two weeks and we all think, oh, no, Cathy's going to come back with a new idea. Yeah. Your mind starts working. And it might be that you, you answer a lot of your own questions and you've given yourself that time to enjoy it while you're young. You know, sometimes in retirement, you're a bit older and, you know, maybe not at 65, but if you don't get to retire till you're 75 because of the way you've um, saved, you can't do with things that you could do. You know, when they say youth's wasted on the young, yeah, yeah. Why, retirement's wasted on the old. It should be used Ooh, for the young. Oh, that feels like a quote. Yeah, I don't feel like it's wasted. They have deserved it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it like fickled straight over it, but you know what I mean? You know, why not do a little mini retirement? I mean, I'm just coming up with this off the fly. It's a good idea, isn't it? Um, <laughs> let me think of a better name for it. Bear with me. Okay. genius idea go on <laughs> right how about instead of having just a full retirement mm -hmm. i mean which you would have anywhere that's fine what about if there was little mini retirements throughout your working life so you would maybe take a three-year sabbatical right and um, you could go and retrain you could go and travel the world you could go and learn a new skill or you know basket weaving anything you wanted to do mm -hmm. but you took a little break maybe at, you know 40 maybe at 60 50 any of them a three-year kind of mini retirement a like retirement <laughs> Absolute genius. Can we start on this campaign just, right now? Just plonk it somewhere in the middle of your, your working life. At 30, Give yourself a little break. I'm going to have a three-timement at 30 and maybe another one at 50. Actually, just getting that would make such a difference to your life and wouldn't make you feel that desperate urge to try and retire the second that you could. Three-timement. Yeah, I like it. And I suppose you can time it along with if your children have grandchildren or if you have children, it's kind of an elongated... Um, maternity leave or yeah I think you could time it with those big life events life events yeah so guess thinking about it practically there's two aspects to it one is that you need I was going to say you'd need an employer that's supportive of it but only if you definitely wanted to go back to that role mm -hmm. but actually if you were taking it as a three time into where it's just a I'm going to step out and see what I want to do then yeah you won't need your employer to be supportive but then two how do you afford it so how do you afford that three years what do you need to do because if you're taking your first three retirement at 40 any pension savings that you have done you can't access anywhere they're no. just not available you can't 
So what do you think would be the There's also likely you've got route? to consider that you may have still have mortgages and bills. And yep. So what you need to do is be able to save enough cash to just cover potentially three quarters of your salary. Actually, I don't even know if you would need that much because if you um, if one of the things that you're going to do in your three retirement was travel, then you could Airbnb your place, you could rent mm -hmm. that out, so actually you don't have living costs. And I read an article recently, I think it was it was a couple that lived in London and they had two or three kids and they basically went and lived in Canada for six weeks of the summer mm -hmm. holidays. Um, and living in Canada, including everything and the flights, they basically gone and doing a holiday for six weeks was cheaper than the cost of them living yeah. at home because at home they had all the childcare that they needed to do, um, they were able to rent the property out while they were away, um, just commuting costs, travelling costs, all of that. So although when they went over there they still needed flights and accommodation, they didn't have everything around that just came with living and it was yeah. cheaper to do that, to just go and be elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Right, okay, let's just assume that Somebody's seen the headline, they want to retire at 30, we've pitched the retirement to them, they're not interested. What, even though it's a good pun? Even though it's a good pun. Um, they're absolutely adamant that that's what they want to do. So, um, if I was 18 year old, again, oh, what would I now need to be doing? Making better fashion choices. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you with your double capper. <laughs> got nothing <laughs> so what would I need to be doing at 18 to be able to retire at 30 mm -hmm. so I guess obviously a huge part of it is saving you can only save if you've got the money mm -hmm. so then there's big decisions to be made around how you earn that money because typically the best paying jobs are for highly skilled professionals but you can't be a highly skilled professional at 18 if you're not going to go to uni and then get 20 years worth of experience you're not Which dropping into a hundred grand a year job was true at one point yeah in the future, I think it's now it's change. not yeah. yeah youtubers make more than most bankers yep and there's not much skill in that so I need to be making a very specific career choice at 18 it needs yep. to be it might be something that's kind of a a bit of a burnout career choice that people wouldn't want to do long term. It's kind of stuff that might put other people off where Paul it's going Johnson. to need them. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something that might require, you know, like travel and dedication and 12 hours. <laughs> it's not fall dancing. The kind of commitment to a career that other people wouldn't do because they're trying to do work-life balance in the meantime. And actually I'm saying I'll, I'll drop the life bit because I'm just going to do work so that I can right. retire at 30. And that's an interesting choice in itself, isn't it? Yeah, you, you can't have it all, can you? Life. Yeah. No, no, I know you can't have it all, but you've got to have some life. Otherwise, what's the point? I'll have all my life when I'm at 30. Right, okay. I'm delaying it, delaying gratification. Yeah, when you're old, old and wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to be picking a career that gives me high earning potential the younger I am. It's not good, you know, trying to be a doctor where you need years and years yeah. of training, for example. If I couldn't work Instagram, which I can't, <laughs> um, and I don't like YouTube, I, you know I don't like to watch videos on YouTube, what else could I potentially be doing to help me earn the kind of money that I need, which isn't going to take 10, 15 years of career development? Um, I guess the biggest thing is computers. Um, I know we've struggled to get software developers just because they're in such high demand. They are in crazy demand. The stuff that people are asking for like, the, when you speak to recruiters. I know, yeah. And for not a lot of experience, actually, it's people two or three yeah. years worth of post. Exactly that, and, and they tend experience. to be a lot younger, so yeah. they can start a lot earlier. Um, and they are literally setting their own salary. So I think anything that's really in demand right now is a good idea mm -hmm. but obviously then if you want to start earning from that you need to be thinking about that sooner so I've, I've now had to go Picking. further back in time yeah. to when I was 16 and my fringe was bad as well as my dressing <laughs> <laughs> so bad well actually now they do their options in year eight do they at school so there's an option then okay. to start going down a computing route how old are you eight? like 12 13 
Yeah. God. Yeah, 12, 13, exactly. Um, to start it in the year nine, and then they do the GCSEs based on it in year 10 and 11, then obviously your A-level. So really, you're going back to the fact you're 12 and yeah. making a choice then about how you're going to retire at 30. True. The other thing I want to say is, as well as in-demand career roles and then going back to make those choices, is running your own business. Entrepreneurship mm -hmm. is in absolutely no way guaranteed, like none of these things, but it's something where you can typically get a balance between risk and reward. So the harder you work, not even risk necessarily, effort and reward. So as an entrepreneur, you could put in 12 hours a day instead of six hours a day. And it's not that you're just getting an extra little bit of overtime, you're you know potentially doubling the value in your company. And um, I think a lot of the times when I've read stories of people who've retired at 36, they've either been an entrepreneur in some way and they've had their own business, which they've managed to sell, um, or they've had jobs which also came with stock options, so you could have shares in the company that you're working for. So again, you're incentivised to work even harder. Right, so shall we assume that you work in computing and you Ooh, have a good yes. earn? Yep. A good earn. Um, you have good earning potential, both yep. now and in the future, beyond retirement potentially if you need to. It could even be that you've created a, a project that provides royalties, for example, so mm. you don't have to work, but you still yes, get an income. Passive income. Yes. What are your other costs? Are you renting a property? Are you Have you got a mortgage? Do you live alone? I mean, well, you think... have given up on life. You did say that. <laughs> yeah, I did give up so on I'm life. So I'm assuming there's no partner or children. And I'm still doing all my you know, additional qualifications on an evening at night school and stuff to keep myself at the top of my game. Um, but I think it's an interesting one about where do you live, because typically... If we're not thinking a 30-year retirement mindset, what you would then go is, oh, I'm earning 40 grand a year, 50 grand a year, and a mortgage company will give me four times that, so I can now get a mortgage for 200 grand. So I'll go into Rightmove and I'll look for properties of 200 grand, and that's kind of the default option for people, is what's the most I can get, How and that's where I'll shop. Yeah, borrow, yeah, I'll shop at the maximum, but that's not going to help me retire at 30. That's going to give me a whole load of debt, even on the best possible interest rate, whole load, the vast majority of it will just be paying off interest. And to be fair, you just need a little house, you've got no life. I've got no life, I won't have any friends around. Little one bedroom flat, you won't have time for friends. I won't have time. Um, I'm not sure I could live with my mum though. Yeah, I think that's possibly my breaking point. So my options would be to still mortgage, um, but be willing to rent out my other rooms. Are we taking squatting off the table? We are taking squatting off the table. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I thought of squatting on the table. <laughs> Is that a really weird mindset? Can you stop squatting on the table? <laughs> you don't want to even live here yet. <laughs> yes, we're taking squatting off the table. <laughs> um, okay, so what are my options? It's either. Living with somebody else. <gasps> mm. Can I just get a boyfriend who I don't really like but has a room that I can stay in? You'd have to give him attention. Where mm, else yeah, are you going to do your extra learning? So I guess it's either living with somebody else. So then I'm thinking typically flat sharing where you're just renting a room mainly mm -hmm. happens in London. But it's so crazy expensive that that wouldn't work as an option. So you'd actually need to be living somewhere just somewhere cheaper it wouldn't be that you'd get to live where you wanted to be mm -hmm. if you'd be living somewhere that's kind of economically because you're in demand around the country would you sacrifice living with near your family yeah. to a cheaper area yeah. that might have potentially really good um commute links yeah you could be working remotely and you just go and live in the outer hebrides where nobody wants to live and it's really cheap or so you could still buy because the reality is you don't necessarily you don't have to pay your mortgage off to retire at 30 mm -hmm. you could still have it it's just that you'd need to factor in the ongoing running costs of that mortgage beyond your 30s and that's yeah. where the traditional idea of retirement needs breaking down a little bit it doesn't mean everything needs paying off renting 
it has a bad connotation. People think of it as throwing money away, but it's not throwing money away. You're getting house, you're getting a roof over your head. It's you know, it's a, a commodity in mm-hmm. the sense of anything else. So it would still be an option. But actually, if you just thought, I, I do want to be on the property ladder, and um, this is ultimately an investment, and particularly if the property value does go up, which is absolutely not guaranteed, as you and I both know, then I think my choice at eighteen will be. Well, I would stay at home as long as possible until it was just intolerable because that's absolutely <laughs> the cheapest a week um, <laughs> because that's absolutely the cheapest way and then probably look to buy somewhere cheap the longest possible term on my mortgage so my repayments are as low as possible interest only potentially mm. if you're thinking about if you were an entrepreneur and you were thinking about selling your business yes, you're going to have an equity that there that you could the capital you can use to repay your equity in your property so you could save the money quicker by having an um, interest-only mortgage. Potentially, there's very few interest-only mortgages available now for a reason um, mm. because of the risk that comes with them. But yeah, it'd be something to consider to keep your monthly cost really, really low. Mm-hmm. Rent out any rooms that you're not using. People do it where they, they just move into their living room and mm-hmm. they rent, if they've got two bedrooms, they rent out both bedrooms and they live in their living room. And, you know, if you want to retire at 30, I know you're looking traumatised. Um, I just because, don't like people. No, I know. <laughs> That would not only cover the cost of your mortgage, but there'd be extra, which mm-hmm. you would save. Yeah. Probably something to bear in mind is I'm pretty sure there's taxes now, isn't there, on renting out your rooms? Yes. Yeah. I actually have never done well, that. Well, there's a tax relief, rent a room relief, okay. depending on your earnings and things. Ah, okay. Okay, so that'll be my decision. That's what I'm going to do in my property. I'm going right. to live at home until I'm maybe 21, because I'll okay. need to save a deposit for my mortgage in the meantime. Right. So we've covered your income, we've covered your accommodation. How are you saving and how much are you saving? Um, very well and lots. <laughs> um, how much are you leaving yourself per day to live off? Ooh. So am I still at home? My bills are paid. My... Well, we're going to assume that you've got a property and you've rented that out, okay. part of it at least, yep. and that's covered your mortgage. So there's no actual property costs. Yep. Um, so what you'll probably need is just money for food and wine. Oh. Potentially. And, you yeah. know, toiletries occasionally. Yeah, it's the wine that's the problem. Hmm. Which would I give myself to live on? Well, I wouldn't be able to drink that often because I'd be busy coding. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what, yeah. is that what I'm doing? I'm coding. Apparently. But what is realistic to live on? I know they do things where they say if you, you know, batch cook on a Sunday and eat the same food for seven days and you don't buy any takeaway anything and, and all the rest of it, you could live on like £10 a day. But do you think that's realistic? Um, what do you think I, you could live on? I think... What's your essentials? Tell me what your essentials are to live on. Food? Yep. Bleach? <laughs> for your hair? No, for cleaning. Right, You know, okay. but you can buy really cheap bleach. Instead right. of buying all these, like, spray bottles of flash and safe awesome, and all yeah. that kind of... Get yourself some cheap bleach. Right. Clean your whole house with that. Um, vinegar? Can't you clean your house with vinegar as well? I don't know if I want my whole house to smell like a fish and chip shop. Okay. So, food, bleach, toilet rolls? Yeah. Oh, but they'd just be the really cheap ones, wouldn't they? Yeah, oh, scratchy. What other things do I absolutely need? You're going to be wearing the same clothes. You could probably yeah. do, like, recycling, clothes-sharing parties, all of that. So yeah, not get them from charity on. shops. You're not getting to the hairdressers. You're not getting kind no. of any kind of treatments done. Your mobile. Could you give up your iPhone? Could you go back to a pay-as-you-go Nokia with Snake? Yes, <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> But if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a coder, mm-hmm. you know, IT is going to be really important to you. How, how much is your equipment and what kind of stuff do you need for that? Yeah. I, I reckon that'd be half your outgoings. If you were trying to strip your outgoings back to the bare minimum. TV, I could live without. Could oh, easy. Live without. But I would like to have books. Yeah. You know, in the three hours spare I've got a week, probably spend that reading a book. When I did start the business, mm-hmm. so I sold the car that I had, um, which interestingly, that was 10 years ago, and I'm still paying off the loan on that now. <gasps> But I sold it for £4,000 
and I spent £1,000 on a car because mm-hmm. I needed to get around. Um, obviously, just got a very, very old broken one. I think it had a tape deck in it. <laughs> Embarrassing. Um, which left me £3,000. So at the time, I already had a mortgage, and my mortgage was £500 a month. So with my great maths, I thought £3,000, that's £1,000 per month, the three months, mm-hmm. of which £500 a month is gone on my mortgage. So that leaves me £500 a month to live on. Did that include your other bills? And it was everything. I had £500 a month to live on. Including your gas, your electric? Yeah. My logic was that within three months, I'll have started to make some money from my mm-hmm. business. That's fine. This £3,000 will last me three months, by which point I'll just be a millionaire because my mm-hmm. business will be flying. Didn't happen. Ended up doing some part-time waitressing work, which you do know about because I think I lasted <laughs> a week before I left by mutual agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to do that on the side to help and I mm-hmm. cut out everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously there was no TV. Um, I'd kept my, I got my Wi-Fi on the cheapest deal that I could get at home. Um, my phone was already on like, the, the basic deal. I lived on next to nothing. You had a Palm-free mobile phone, I remember. I Let's Palm-free. I, I was the only sucker in the UK that bought a Palm-free. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't like you even had a good phone. I think they paid me to take it, actually. And I ran out within three months. I ran out of money entirely, which you know is the infamous I split story. Mm-hmm. So I literally had 20 pence in my purse and went to Greg's to buy an I split to cheer myself up. And thanks to flipping inflation it got up to like 25 pence and I couldn't buy a nice split and I just burst into tears walked to my mum's house because we had long since run out the ability to buy fuel for my car <laughs> um, walked to my mum's house in tears who gave me the extra 10 pence that I needed for the ice split and told me to just go and get a job which I didn't and I'm pleased I didn't and it did eventually turn around but there was no luxuries there was absolutely no essentials and it's still not that cheap to live and you don't I know you and you don't eat a lot either so it's not like you're a big eater or £500 a month sounds quite a lot of money. Sounds a lot of really, yeah. And you're talking about one person on your own. Yep. Um, you're not talking about a family. Exactly, yeah. That's it. Um, Extra people in, doing things together, kids. And physically with a goal of, I need to do this for the business and I need to... And you were working all of the hours, 15-hour days, so it wasn't like you had time for anything else. So I think even if we said double that, so it's a £1,000 a month you could live on, yep. assuming I'm renting my rooms out, then that's 12 grand a year. Mm-hmm. Pass, Pass maths. maths. From 18 to 30, mm-hmm. I need £1,000 a month to live on. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what will I save and invest, it'll be everything above the £1,000 a yeah. month that I So earn. how much will you be earning, do you think? Is it £3,000 a month? For taxes so and stuff. Two grand a month. Yeah. It's not bad. Doesn't leave much room. You've had no holidays in that whole time. No. No Christmas. But, so the point then is, that's what I can save. What do I need to, re- to retire on? So what do I want to spend each month from 30 mm-hmm. onwards? Because yeah. obviously I don't want to still be living on £1,000 a month. I want Christmas and holidays yeah. afterwards. So if you're saving £2,000 over that time, though, how much have you saved? Just under 300000 Yeah. So where yeah. you're going to find that extra money to boost that pot mm. so there'll be investment involved yeah you're right you couldn't just have it in cash because we talked about inflation so it's absolutely futile to squirrel it away leaving it in the bank account sticking it under a mattress you'd just be losing money year on year so the rising cost of everything else would keep going up and the value mm. of your money wouldn't because it's yep. under the mattress yeah get dustier <laughs> so what kind of investment are you looking at a risky investment are you going to try and aim for aim high and get 15% or are you going to stick down the middle and think oh I might have to live a bit frugally but at least I'll be you know I'm only aiming for 5% that's the exact problem isn't it because then it's the difference between how you would feel comfortable investing and what you need to invest in order to achieve your goals and there's very likely to be a disparity between them two 
because actually if you want to try and aim for 12% a year, that's in some of the examples that you get in these articles of how I retired at 30. Yeah. You're not getting 12% a year playing it safe. You, you haven't mm-hmm. to be really risky. And if you're not a risky person... And the reason it's risky is because there's potential of losing 12% a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually you'll not retire at all. <laughs> yeah. Fair. And you've just lived there for 12 years really frugally and then ended up losing all of your money. And still can't go to Greg's. <laughs> still can't go and get an ice split. Yeah. Yeah, this is the challenge then, isn't it? So it's the kind of big decision you'd need to make. Do you invest in high-risk investments, so equities in the stock market, which will give you the better potential for high returns? I might get 7%, 8%, 12% a year. You're talking about directly buying shares in companies. Which is great, and they've got that potential. And actually, in order to meet this very extreme goal I've got, I probably need that kind of return. But the problem is, the higher the potential return from them the higher the potential fall when the markets turn and what if the markets turned when I was 29 and actually everything I've accumulated until that point has gone all the way down. It'll probably come back up but not for maybe another 10 years and I guess that's a danger with the investing. You can't assume it will go up and up and up and uh, still be up at the exact point that you want to take it out. So the alternative is that you go into something a bit lower risk which means the returns wouldn't be as potentially high but that if the markets turned, the falls wouldn't be as potentially low. Mm. It's almost a gamble when you're talking quite short terms and such specific needs. How much am I willing to gamble on it? You you could go full risk and just put all of your money into the latest Apprentice Winners new business. I'd highly recommend not. There's a a really big thing at the minute, isn't there, about marijuana making a big... It's a big investment, isn't it? They've got high returns. High returns. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, because it's just been legalised are decriminalised. So there's a big booming industry there, isn't there? It's an emerging market. Um, It is an emerging market, but again, that's the danger, isn't it? So in the way that the dot-com bubble was an emerging market, or the poppy... Bitcoin. Bitcoin. And do you remember one of the earliest bubbles was the poppies and poppy harvesting? No. In Holland, it was um, that was a, a big commodity with poppies for mm. the opium, yeah. um, and that's where there was a huge poppy bubble, and the prices went through the roof. And then at some point, there was a really bad summer, and they all died, and everybody lost money. Oh, I poppies. don't think I knew that, and I feel like it's a historical fact that I should know. You really should. Mm. But essentially, it was replicated with IT in the early two thousands, and then yeah. with Bitcoin, probably the, the same with marijuana, thing. and the risk of people who were trying to achieve something crazy like retiring at thirty is that they might be tempted to go into these things because they're going, oh, look, there's really high returns here and I need them to hit my goals and then potentially getting really burned because ultimately it's not and sound financial the articles advice. you see where I've retired at 30 are those people who have just accidentally timed the market really well occasionally. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have gone in at the beginning of the bubble yep. um, and gone out before it oh, burst. Yeah. And, and had no yeah. idea, it's just been a fluke. Yeah, it's been, it's yeah. always a fluke. Yeah, stock Anybody who tells you otherwise is a liar. I know, even those people who get million pound bonuses in the stock market. It's a lot of it's just luck. It is. And you've got, I, I've got 18 to 30, I can't change those years i can't change my life cycle to suit the market so Mm -hmm. i have no idea of knowing what the markets will do over that time no so in conclusion you've saved two thousand pound a month from 18 to 30 Mm -hmm. got a good job you're a coder Mm -hmm. um is that the name of the job yes it is now kathy coder kathy the coder (laughs) um saved two thousand pound a month from 18 to 30 yep no 18 to 30 holidays ironically No. no holidays at all very frugal going to live on a thousand pound a month bare minimum mm-hmm. in retirement you're giving up you're going into retirement giving up life. yeah and up then you're giving up life yeah. and everything to get to retirement to then live frugally anywhere so yes. why not just and i've still got strangers in my house some while you're younger you've still got strangers in your house and i haven't accounted for absolutely any of just any of life's things that will come at you any 
changes. So, you know, we have the NHS now. What if we don't have the NHS in future and I need to pay for it? Um, what if I do get lonely and bored at some point and decide to have a child? Like, that will need paying for. I believe they need um, feeding. I think you've got bigger issues than just thinking, oh, I'm bored, I'm going to get a child. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so even as a bare minimum, it, it's not realistic. No. So there, there needs to be something else. So there's, even if you live really frugally, rent your house out, earn really reasonable, have major career choices at 12, unless you're going to live a very, very average, unfulfilled life, there needs to be something else. A little cheeky inheritance, a bit of a windfall. Sell a kidney. The shit is sell a kidney. Do you have any idea what you would get for a kidney on a black market? <laughs> yeah, I reckon about 30 grand. Really? Yeah. I definitely wasn't just reading up on it. And tied me up for the, an extra two, three years nearly. Yeah, there you go. So as well. Think how long you'd have been able... How many ice splits you could have got when you were starting the business if you'd sold your kidney? I genuinely would have probably sold a kidney back so then. selfish. <laughs> it was at that stage. But actually, if you're a recorder and you've got all of this and you're so in demand... Your options are, why would you want to retire at 30? Why not work less hard for a bit longer? Yeah, exactly that. all of the hours what and if I got to renting 30, home out? Work six months of the year and spend the other six months travelling. Yep. Could, and then I could easily afford that because I've built up a lump sum that will help mm -hmm. me and it'll act for my emergencies and the imaginary children of boredom mm -hmm. and still just kind of get to live and do what I want but go and travel. So it comes back to when we're saying we need a different word for retire. It's actually, instead of retirement, it's financial independence, isn't it? It's the it point is. that you are able to, yeah, you're comfortable, you're able to have the old holiday and um, have a roof over your head, and you're not dependent on going to work to do that. So the only way to do that is to build up assets. So whether that is your own pension or whether it's a house that you'll subsequently take equity from or whether it's investments or whether you build up your own business or there's loads and loads of different ways of doing it, but it's... Instead of thinking about retiring, it's how can I be financially independent that I haven't got these commitments, I don't yeah. have to do 9 to 5 every single day if I don't want to do 9 to 5. But exactly that, I think it's how can you do that, how can you build your financial independence and how soon do you want it? Yeah. Do you want yeah. it earlier, do you want it later, do you really enjoy your job, do you want to change it in 10 years time? You know, It all fits in, it all pulls together into one big financial plan, one big picture. Cool. Okay, so what do we think? What was the, the upshot from this little analysis about the potential to retire at 30? Well, it was close, but I don't think it's there. It's extremely difficult and I don't actually feel comfortable with suggesting it to anybody. So I'm just going to knock this one down as a big old fat fail. Um, I think maybe it's a draw because I answered the initial brief. I don't know if it was a competition between us. Oh, no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't tell you because you always win if you know it's a competition. No, I really, truly believe you failed. Um, it's because... Your face has failed. <laughs> your face has failed, your mum has failed. Um, the problem is that it's not life. Hey, technically, the query was, can you retire at 30? Not, can you live a happy life and retire at 30? But what? what is well, that? No, I mean, I agree. But I think it's a starting point and show that... There might be some truth in the headline, but it's not all the truth. There's a hell of a lot behind it. And then maybe we just need to look into some of this in a little bit more detail. And so even if you can't reti retire at 30, if you're actually retiring 10 years earlier, just because we've given you some tips, it's a win to me. It is. Or you're getting your three-year break every so often. Three-timement. Three-timement. Also a win. Trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrighted. <laughs> can't use it. But I think, you know, we've set ourselves up for some, maybe some future podcasts. Mm. Looking how we might be able to help people 
do a little bit more with their money? Could it be more exciting than do a little bit more with your money? Can we help people change their lives? Um, yes. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> yes, they, we can help them change their lives. Not because we're going to give them this crazy investment scheme that they're going to plough all the money into and not because we're going to tell them boring stuff like please go and invest into a pension that you can access in 40 years' time. Fell asleep halfway through that sentence. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Until I write your 40-page report on it. The finance just sounds like such a big turn-off. They have no interest in it. But actually, if instead of we're talking about finance, we're talking about retiring 10 years earlier or we're talking about owning a vineyard, which would pique wow. my particular interest. Um, that's the exciting thing, and your finances help you to get there, and like maybe there's yeah. just something that we need to do to help get that message out to people, to let them know that finance is a little bit sexy, dare I say it, a little bit exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for sexy finance. We need to say thank you to everybody who's helped pull this together today. So yep. Mark and Glenn at Second Draft. Thanks guys. Nat and Norm in marketing. Um, and just thank you, I guess, to the Art Finance for its support and the overall Verve group for helping us put this podcast on. Yeah, thanks guys. Do you reckon we can make people a millionaire? No, I'd make myself a millionaire if I could. No, but we could. You know, we looked at those figures there and said, actually, we looked at a very small window. I reckon we could give people some tips that would eventually make them millionaires. I mean, no, you can't sue. Can't sue. It won't be an overnight millionaire. I might be talking 40 years. Could we say, rather than make them a millionaire, we help make them... <laughs> I was going to say, we just help make them happy, and then that just sounds really wrong, Yeah. I don't want to make people happy. People I don't know happy. Are you back to the pole dancer? Yeah. <laughs>